0: Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to have a good discussion. One-way discussion, that is, because I'm doing the talking. Hopefully, you'll be doing some of the listening. we got a topic today that can really change the lives of many, many people. Because you can fall into a trap. And there's a trap that waits for everybody. Everybody that has something bad happen to them. There's a trap that waits for you. Oh yeah, we're going to see what that trap is today. Glad you tuned in to Hope Radio. We're right here and we are just about ready to go. What do you think that trap is? You know what it is? It's bitterness. Oh yeah. The trap of bitterness. It's there. And it's there waiting to take over every life. And that's what we'll be looking at today. We're going to see what happens when bitterness takes over. What happens? Okay, we're looking at a young man named Joseph. And uh, it's a little series we're going to be doing here on our radio show and podcast. By the way, you can get these radio programs on our podcast, The Hope Club. You can go to uh, our website, newhopecc.tv. Scroll down. The podcasts are there. You can go to Spotify, uh, uh, Stitcher, iTunes. They're all over the place. Buzzsprout. And uh, we just try to make the Word of God available to you the best that we can. So I hope that you'll tune in and get a friend to listen as well because they're really important messages. We're looking at the fall and rise of Joseph. First he fell. Oh, but then he rose. And you know why? Because he learned from his mistakes. That's why we have to be the kind of people that learn from our mistakes. Now this series about Joseph it's it, you know what it's really more about you and me you know that because Joseph's story could be our story it could be your story it could be my story and it teaches us like i said that we should learn from our mistakes rather than be defeated by them what did he say that it's better to learn from your mistakes than to be Defeated by them. Last time we were together, we noted Joseph was the favorite son of his parents. And you know, that caused some real jealousy among his 11 other brothers. And he had a couple of dreams. And he made the mistake of telling his brothers the dreams. And the basic interpretation of the dreams was, one day they they would all bow down to him. Well, that didn't go over very well. <laughs> now, you know, maybe the dream would be true one day, but truth must always be accompanied by grace. Oh, that's when you want to tuck away. Truth must always be accompanied by grace. Now, we noted that his brothers already didn't like him, and this just added gas to the fire. Oh, yeah, this is like, oh, we, you thought we hated you before, J- Joseph? <sniffs> now we really hate you. And we saw that Joseph lacked three important essentials for life, and here it comes, for promotion. If you want to be promoted in life, you cannot lack these essentials. Number one, he lacked discernment, the ability to size up a situation and say the right thing. He lacked sensitivity. He didn't consider the impact of his words on his brothers and his parents when he told them about the dreams. Remember grace and truth must travel together and thirdly he lacked maturity his actions at that time proved that he wasn't yet ready for the promotion that God was going to give him but one quality that Joseph did has he did learn from his mistakes see don't let your mistakes defeat you let them be your teacher today we're going to see what happens when bitterness takes over. Oh, bitterness, you know what the Bible calls bitterness? A root. And it defiles everything. Now, remember earlier when Joseph went out to see his brothers tending the flocks? And he came back and told his father the bad things they were doing. He was like the little spy, a little, little, little dottletale. Well, his father sent him out again to see how the brothers were doing. And we're in Genesis 37, verse 14. Okay? And we'll do a little bit of reading there. His father said, go and find out how your brothers and the sheep are doing. And then come back and let me know. So he sent him from the Hebron Valley, and Joseph was near Shechem. And wandering through the fields, a man asked him, What are you looking for? And Joseph answered, I'm looking for my brothers. They're watching the sheep. Can you tell me where they are? And the man said, Oh, they're not here anymore. I heard them say that they were going to Dothan. So Joseph left, and he found his brothers in Dothan. Uh Uh-oh. But before he got there, his brother saw him coming. And here's what bitterness does. They made plans to kill him. See, when bitterness takes over, you are on a slippery slope to do something really bad. We're going to take a look at the steps that you follow. That that bitterness leads you down. Okay, bitterness leads you down these steps. Step one, sarcasm. When you have a root of bitterness, you become sarcastic. Watch what the brothers did in verse 19. They said to one another, look, here comes the hero of those dreams. Another translation says, here comes the dreamer. They didn't like his dreams because his dreams were about them bowing down to him. So they were sarcastic. They were like name-calling. Oh, step two. It gets worse. You start entertaining evil thoughts. Verse 20. Now then, here's what the brothers are saying. Come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. And we'll just say that a wild beast ate him. And then see what will become of his dreams. Hmm. You know, sometimes there's one person that feels that things are getting a little out of hand. They're going too far. And if that's ever you, don't be afraid to speak up. If you're a bun- around a bunch of people and their bitterness is taking over, and they're planning something destructive, and you see the wrong of it, speak up. And that's what Reuben did in verse 21. But Reuben... He heard this, and he rescued him out of their hands. You know why? Here's what he said to the brothers. He said, man, let's not take his life. Don't you, you can't do that. Don't kill him. And then in verse 22, Reuben further said to them, shed no blood. He said, do this instead. Throw him into the pit that's in the wilderness. But don't lay your hands on him to kill him. And the reason Reuben said, let's just throw him in the pit, because he was going to come back later and rescue him and restore him to his father. That's why. See, when there is a mob mentality, thankfully, there is often one who sees the evil, and he tries to cut it off. You know what the world needs today? It needs people who stand up against the mob mentality. People who stand up for what's right, rather than be swept away by what's wrong. You know, it's easy to be swept away by what's wrong because it's like a river, and it just carries you off. The mob, there's a lot of energy there, carries you off. You've got to stand up against it. And this is wrong. Sometimes there are circumstances that we find ourselves in. We have, to, we have to make a stand against that evil thing. Now, granted, there may be consequences, but it's the right thing to do. Hey, we're living in such a crazy world. <clears throat> when you do the right thing, many times there will be consequences. You got the guts to do the right thing? You got the backbone to do what's right? I hope so. Let's say you're in a group of people and they're gossiping about someone. You take a stand. You say, hey, it's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. Let me tell you, when you're involved with a group of gossipers, it's only a matter of time before they gossip about you. So don't go along with that evil. Okay? You take a stand against it. You say, whoa, stop. That's not right. Or maybe your co-workers are disloyal to the company in some way. Maybe they're stealing supplies, lying on their reports or their time cards or whatever. You take a stand. Say, don't be doing that. See, people don't have any loyalty to the companies that pay them every week. They give them a paycheck every week and they still rob and steal. That's not right. So why sometimes you have to make a stand. See, that's wrong. But these brothers, back in the story, <laughs> they, they were so consumed with their bitterness and hatred toward Joseph. You know what it did? It blinded their minds. That's all they could see. That's all they could see. See, when, when bitterness blinds you, you don't see anything else. You actually see nothing good. We're living in a day and age right now where people are blinded by bitterness and they're destroying the country. They're destroying buildings and businesses and statues. And you know why? Because they're blinded by bitterness. Bitterness does that. It blinds you. One day, a visitor leaned on the fence post around a farm, as he watched a farmer struggling and plowing with a mule, he was having the hottest time, and the visitor said to the farmer, I don't mean to tell you how to run your business, but you could save yourself a lot of work by saying to the donkey, gee! ho! Oh, instead of struggling like that, with those ropes and fighting with them. The old farmer pulled a big handkerchief from his pocket. He wiped his face and he said, I reckon you're right, but this animal kicked me five years ago and I ain't spoken to him since. <laughs> you know anybody like that? You know anybody that's been offended by someone, and that's it. They drop the curtain. Haven't spoken to them since. You know that happens? You know That happens in families. Siblings won't, spoke to, won't speak to each other for lifetimes. It happens at work. It happens. You know what? It happens in churches. Wherever there's people. Wherever there are people that don't know how to resolve conflict. They drop the curtain, and they end the relationship. That's what they do. And they become bitter. Bitter is not better. That's a good thing to remember. Bitter is not better, okay? It's worser. Bitter is worser. <laughs> I can make up my own words as my show, but it's not better. Someone said, if you want to be miserable, then hate somebody. That's true. Because, you know, a little bit of hate in your heart, oh man, it affects everything. It really does. These are, these are powerful influences. Bitterness, hatred, powerful. You know what they do? They actually control a life. They control a life. I know people that are controlled by bitterness, and they are so unhappy, and they refuse to deal with it. See, people today don't know how to, here it comes, talk about their problems. They don't. They run away. They quit. But they don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to say, you know what? What you said hurt me. Or what you did bothered me. I want you to know, I want to talk about it. Because they value the relationship. See, when you don't value relationships, you just walk away. It's no big deal. But when you value relationships, you know, you know what you do? The best you can to work them out. That's maturity. But bitterness and hatred, they don't care. They just walk away. Someone said love is blind to false. Hatred is blind to virtues. That's pretty true. I would say that. Love is blind to false. Hatred is blind to virtues. So, here's what we have so far. When bitterness takes over, step number one... Sarcasm. You become sarcastic with your words. Step number two, evil thoughts. You start thinking. You start scheming. Planning. Uh Uh-oh. Step number three, action. Lights, camera, action. Now you act on your bitterness. That's what you do. In verse 23 of Genesis 37, when Joseph came to his brothers, oh, they pulled off his fancy coat. Remember the fancy coat his father gave him? Signifying, Joseph, you're my favorite. Bad move, dad. <laughs> Bad move, man. You don't have favorites. You gotta love them all. Shouldn't have favorites, parents. So he gave him a fancy coat, and every time Joseph wore that coat, it just drove the brothers mad. They hated it. It was like a sign. Dad loves me best. Smothers Brothers. Dad loves me best. That was mom for them. So they pulled off his fancy coat when they saw Joseph, and they threw him into a dry well. They threw him in a pit. And then you know what they did? They went out to eat. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> they threw their brother in a pit, and they went out to eat. They went to McDonald's, a Subway, Chick-fil-A. They went out to eat. While they were eating, (laughs) these guys cracked me up. It didn't bother them. You know, like, you know, they went out to eat. Like, it didn't bother them to do that. While they were eating, a caravan of Ishmaelites passed by. They were going to Egypt. And you know what the brothers did? They said, hey, we can make a little money here. So they went and they got Joseph out of the pit. And they sold him to the Ishmaelites as a slave. They were on their way to Egypt. At this point in the story, God has now entered the action. Oh yeah, God's moving in. He's going to make His self known. Just when you think God is missing from your life, or not interested in what's going on, his plan begins to unfold. See, no one knows this is the plan of God except God himself. You know, you could be in the plan of God, but you don't know what it is. Only God knows. You know what the Apostle Paul said in Romans eleven thirty four, 34? Who has known the mind of the Lord? Nobody. Who's become his counselor? Nobody. God has a plan. We don't know it all. See, you can never see the end of a thing. There's only one thing that you can know the end of. And you know what that is? A movie that you've seen twice. You don't even know the end the first time, but after you've seen it, now you know the end of it. There's a movie that I watch almost every time it's on. I must have seen it five times so far. It's called Hidden Figures. When that comes on, I encourage you, watch Hidden Figures. It's a wonderful movie. I'm not going to get into it right now. But just, I've watched it it five times at least. I just keep on watching it when it comes on. It's a great movie. So, here's the thing. God is not watching and wondering. God is watching and working. Oh yeah, sometimes we're doing the wondering, but God's doing the working. He's working in your life. He's not watching and wondering. He's watching and working. And yes, his plan may involve separation. It may involve a pit. It may involve being sold down the drain by people. Just like with Joseph. But God is with you. Through all of those things. That's what you want to remember. God is with you through all of those things. You're going to see how God is directing the events of Joseph's life. As bad as they are, he's directing the events. Now, the fourth thing that happens when bitterness takes over the heart becomes hardened and thinks nothing, oh boy, here it comes, of hurting others. Things nothing. I'm going to hurt other people and you know what? I don't care. That's what bitterness does. After Joseph was sold to the Ishmaelites on their way to Egypt, you know what the brothers did? They killed a goat and they dipped the coat of many colors into the blood and they brought it to their father and they told him that Joseph had been eaten by a wild animal and here's all that's left his bloody coat Now, this plan backfired. The brothers thought, with Joseph out of the way, they would become the objects of their father's love. Au contraire. Verse 34. But Jacob mourned for Joseph a long time. And to show his sorrow, he tore his clothes and he wore sackcloth. They put on burlap in those days because it wasn't comfortable. All of Jacob's children came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will go to my grave mourning for my son. So Jacob oh, he kept on grieving. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to a man named Potiphar, who was the king's official in charge of the palace god. So I want you to see the events Of Joseph's life. God has a destiny for Joseph. But where Joseph is, he's not ready. No, he's not ready yet. So God is going to do some humbling in the life of Joseph. Some people believe that Joseph was a righteous little boy and all these things that happened to him he didn't deserve. I see it differently. I see Joseph as a spoiled little brat. And though God had great plans for him, he had to learn some life lessons. Because remember, he flaunted not one dream, but two. He he said his older brothers would bow down to him, and his mother and father would bow down to him. He was insensitive. He was immature. He had a lack of discernment. He wasn't ready For the promotion that God... And believe me, hey, this promotion... He was going to be like vice president of the world, basically. So God had to do a lot of work in Joseph in order to prepare him. So this is where we leave Joseph right now. He went from a pit to a caravan. From a caravan to a strange land. He's in a strange land, and now he's in a strange house. The brothers, get this now, the brothers had become a prisoner to their bitterness. Joseph had become a prisoner of God. Think about that. Bitterness is controlling the brothers. God, Is controlling Joseph. When we can find ourselves in the very same place, you have the same option. You can be a prisoner of your bitterness, or you can become a prisoner of God. Which one do you think is going to have a better outcome? Bitterness defiles... Bitterness is a root, the Bible says. And you know what the root does? It supplies strength to the rest of the bush, the rest of the tree. So whatever's in the root goes through the tree. So if bitterness is like a root, and you've got a bitter root, it's gonna come up and infect everything. It's gonna infect the way you look, the way you think, the way you speak, the way you act, the things you do, you will be defiled by bitterness. So when things happen to us, we have to make a choice. Do I want to put myself under the control of bitterness? Or do I want to put myself under the control of God? That's a choice. We all have to make it. That's why this is going to be a good series. I hope you stay with me every day. Because Joseph's story is basically... Our story as well. Next time we're together, we're going to see that Joseph teaches us, here it comes, to bloom where you are planted. Think about that. Bloom where you are planted. Instead of complaining and being critical about the place that you're at in life, bloom there. Blossom there. Put your best foot forward there and watch the outcome. Hey, let me remind you again, you can catch these programs later on our podcast, The Hope Club. Join The Hope Club. You can go to iTunes and Spotify and just type in The Hope Club. You can also go to our website at newhopecc.tv. Scroll down a little bit. I'll get this message up there this afternoon. And we're gonna stay right up to date because this is gonna be life changing. So stay with us. Don't forget Open House Academy of Higher Learning this Saturday and Sunday. Find out about a Christian education for your child. Saturday from 10 to 12, Sunday 12 to two. Just come and get the information, meet the teachers, check out the classroom, look at the curriculum. We will have school every day. That's right. Every day, okay? Thank you for coming along today. Don't forget to support New Hope Radio and pray for us as well. We'll see you tomorrow for more of New Hope Radio.